1: When we were kids There were guys in our lives Who taught us lots of stuff Mine taught me how to go fishing On our boat if the sea wasn't rough They showed us how we could do our best And how to raise the bar They'd always be saying you're special And we believe that you're a star Being a dad Being a dad
0: Good afternoon. This is Frank Carter with iDad, full time, full on your weekly thoughts, reminiscences, experiences, observations, hope streams, <laughs> excitements, and sometimes, hmm, puzzlements, confusion about being a dad to uh, Esley, who is, you know, eight year old Esley at home here. And of course, Katharina uh, over in Pyro and uh, Nikki here in uh, Norton. So this week we're looking at, uh, I, I guess first of all, we have to have some observations about COVID and a slightly different slant perhaps. I don't know. There are so many different slants on COVID this at the moment. But yeah, um, uh, and uh, possibly a little bit of a, um, short sighted view, but we'll look at that during the program. The, uh, a light bulb, a light bulb, a light bulb moment on the value of science projects and exploration and baking. Bit of a light bulb moment. And that's related to resilience. It's just suddenly, uh, you know, light turned on the value of those kind of exercises, those kind of activities. TikTok, I'm going to repeat the uh, TikTok. Recipe we had a couple uh, last week. Uh, this is one of those very rare, rare examples of a, a, a recipe that seems to work quite easily. Uh, yeah, I've commented about TikTok. A tip for freezing bacon. This is something I got. it. Uh, this was not a TikTok one, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, it's such a value. It's a tip for freezing bacon. It's so useful. Mo Lele, Miley and Toys <laughs> Fitness Group. Uh, for uh women mostly women are uh, participating in this group and the progress on that one and why would i be talking about that on an i dad show well um, yeah we'll go into that as well the uh and the impact of lockdown on our labor weekend yeah and if something that was also confirmed by discussing with a couple of other people too um it's chilling out almost so uh, that'd be our program so after the break we'll come back with some observations or a, a recent in- example of uh a covid denier and uh, my thoughts on that particular issue and the impact on our lives actually because it's had a very personal impact and uh Chilling out over the weekend. What's the impact of the lockdown on our Labour weekend?
1: find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself
0: COVID-19, of course, is just about the only story in town. And in some respects, that's pushing some perhaps some very important stuff aside. Um, we've got major government initiatives, the Three Waters, Three Waters Initiative, for example, which is causing quite a lot of controversy. But all that kind of stuff is being pushed to the background. And it's real e- really easy to think, to forget that the rest of the world is carry on, that decisions are being made, uh, policy is being made. And it's quite difficult because every time you open a newspaper, the vast majority of it is COVID. And I guess I'm going to start off with it too. So uh, in some respects, this is quite difficult for remaining Constantly aware of what is going, decision, decisions that are being made for us by council and by government, um, but I guess that's something that we can't really do an awful lot about at the moment. Yet yeah, COVID is, I guess, the story. Um, but a personal uh, example of perhaps I don't know a little bit of personal selfishness, and certainly a bit facetious. Uh, about three weeks ago I joined the waiting list for some elective eye surgery you know I was recommend I was referred to um, the hospital you know DHB by Specsavers okay great response everybody kept me fully informed got the letter uh you know it's a four-month letter and you think oh yeah COVID well okay that's reasonable to expect it to stretch out to six months or so and that was about three weeks ago. Uh, last week, I got a call saying, um, would you like your surgery on Thursday? That's the day after tomorrow. And I said, yeah, yeah, I don't need to think about that for very long. And the reason I am having my surgery so quickly is because the person who was originally booked in did not want to take or refused refused to take either a saliva test or a swab to ensure that they are COVID-free for the operation. It's only a tiny operation. Well, I mean, it's a huge impact on your life, of course, because it's an eye surgery means your your vision is much, much, much better. You're safe, much safer. And um, apparently this particular person who was booked in, said no I don't believe it it doesn't exist it doesn't happen I don't believe it I'm not going to not even going to have a test and I'm thinking oh, well okay thanks very much great and so just for once I thought I was very grateful for somebody who is a, a COVID denier of course that's a very short, short-sighted short view because that COVID denier uh, when, they, when he eventually catches COVID stands quite a good chance of finishing up in hospital and uh, some very very rough st- stats I think I just had a look at some stats in New Zealand we haven't had 10,000 cases but if you multiply it up if there was 10,000 cases on average the big 1220 of those unvexed would finish up in hospital um, I didn't go through the um the deaths but I didn't do that uh But for vexed, out of 10,000 cases across the community, 15 of the vexed would finish up in hospital. So I guess that's my short-sightedness is really because I'm really pleased that I can get in in two days' time for my elective eye surgery. But of course, when that person who has bowled out and doesn't believe in COVID, finishes up in hospital, one chance in in eight, actually. That's going to cost the health service a lot more money. It's going to possibly take up a bed that could be used by somebody who urgently needs the surgery. And that's the big issue, of course, why um, as a community we do need to get vaccinated. Because it keeps us out of hospital for those cases that absolutely desperately need it. And I guess that's it. So um overall, yeah, thankful thank you to the person. Um I'm reminded of the Mark Twain quote. Thank heaven for the stupid people, because it makes the rest of us look good. Uh but uh, yeah, so in the short side way, thank you very much for um uh stepping aside because you don't believe in COVID. I'm getting my eyes fixed up. Uh, but in a longer term view, I really do wish you got vaccinated. I really do wish. We'll go for our, our first break, and after the break, we'll come out with um, come back with what's the long uh, the Labour weekend? What happened? Uh, how did COVID lockdown impact on our Labour weekend? A successful TikTok recipe, and a tip for freezing bacon. And uh, so, how has locked lockdown over Labour Weekend? This is our first long weekend, of course, since since mid year, and we always look forward to the Labour Weekend as being wow, we can get out and um, go roam around. Well, of course, for many of us, we haven't been able to. And I was thinking that at home, we we are yes, we are at home. I'm going out to the lake and sitting down and having a (laughs) takeaway. at the lake but not on the playgrounds of course um but the weekend seems to be very relaxed and talking to nikki um her comment with her partner Stu, they they both said well this is the first week first labor weekend we have not gone away that we can remember not having gone away anywhere." and their comment was yeah actually we're a bit more relaxed we don't have to pack up and rush out somewhere and face all the traffic then unpack when we get there and stress out because something hasn't happened or something is going to happen that did happen and then pack up and come home again and you know, it's it's quite a rushed long weekend so the impression seems to be that at least for the two of us we're a bit more chilled out a bit more relaxed spending time just relaxing and refreshing because uh, Miley is an essential worker, so she continues to go to work, but there's a lot more stress at work, of course, because she has to manage all the extra protocols uh, for, what, 100, 120 people, uh, all the extra COVID-19 protocols. So it's, as well as doing her normal job and managing the assembly of all the drench guns, she also has to this extra load of managing the protocols, making sure people keep that. So that's extremely stressful. So we've just chilled out. Esley and I, of course, have been home, um, not doing an awful lot, but there is still—it's still fairly constant. Yeah, so we've just chilled out, the rest of the weekend at the moment. Um, Miley's um, gone for a walk, and perhaps we'll have time to uh, discuss what the walking is all about and the Montreuil uh challenges and how wonderful the ladies. And that group are continuing to do their exercises throughout this period. So that's, yeah, chilled. We're just chilled for the long weekend. Great. But we're very fortunate. A TikTok recipe. TikTok, of course, has all these recipes, all these wonderful things that you can cook. And we've had a few experiments. <laughs> a few experiments, not a lot of them have worked. And of course, you know you explain and uh, to essay that the people on TikTok practice and practice and practice, and they are only showing the final result after they've really got it right. And to do it right, it takes a lot of practice. But this one recipe, pizza rolls this one really, really worked, and it was so simple: Pizza base, uh, you do your normal, you do your pizza it's best probably if you do a square one, uh, so you roll your pastry out, we did make our own pastry, but that's, you can buy the pastry, put your topping on, and then do slices, slices, and, you know, four or five centimetres apart, and roll them up, and then you cook them in the large muffin trays, so you roll it up, so it fits into a muffin tray, and, I can't remember how long you cook it for, but, you know, just if you just Google pizza rolls and they came out really, really well, first time. No problems. So one big tick for TikTok, if you like, one big tick. And one other tip, very quick tip, freezing bacon. You know, you go out, buy a kg of bacon, you have some bacon for breakfast and then bacon. Of course, you, traditionally we think bacon. Okay. Making pork into bacon is a way of making it last a long time lasts for months and months and months. But of course, the current baconing process, if you like, you open it up, you've got to use it within five days. You know, it's just a bit different. So ah, you've got to use this kg of bacon. And and a lot of the slices are so thin and the streaky of course is quite thin. So there's a lot of slices in a bacon to get through. And you gotta it dictates what you're going to have for dinner or breakfast. However, you can freeze it can you freeze bacon yes i'd googled it then there was this tip you roll it up you roll up the bacon because the problem is if you freeze freeze a kg or you know um, half a kg of bacon or whatever all this all the rashers will will stick together you can't separate them so what do you do you put paper in between bit fiddly you roll each rasher up freeze it and then it's um Each one individually. We've taken out half... We took out half a dozen rashes from the freezer this morning, rolled up, stuck them on the bench, thawed out in a few minutes. There you go. Tip for freezing bacon. Wonderful. uh, It's two brief, brief moments. Now, our light bulb moment. I mentioned the light bulb moment earlier on in the... at the beginning of the programme, in the introduction. And I guess that came from a bit of reading this morning about the house of science which is a charitable trust that's been set up to develop uh, science kits for school okay so i'm thinking that and i'm looking at the website and the science kits apparently are looks like they're only available for schools uh, on a short-term lease basis and and but that's the process then i was thinking the value of science you know as you as your thinking moves on and moves on and moves on the value of science. Science, of course, is where you test things, try things out, test your ideas. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Same as baking, (laughs) although you're actually reading the instructions. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And we have all those, we've had those things, sometimes it works. And you're testing ideas following instructions in the baking of course and you're following a process in science doesn't always work why doesn't it always work and that can be the question and that's where the light bulb moment came in because one of our big issues of course with with children uh, is building resilience resilience to failure resilience to things going wrong resilience to things not working out either under your own control or completely out of your control You're doing baking. The thing's gone wrong. It doesn't work properly. Oh, dear. Oh, dad, I forgot to put the eggs in. That's okay. That's okay. Next time we go back and we look at the eggs. So, Esle's learning that she can make mistakes and it doesn't work when she hasn't followed the research. She doesn't have to be disappointed. Of course, well, I guess she's disappointed. Of course, she's a bit disappointed. But she can tell what went wrong so long as she asks why it doesn't hasn't come out right oh that's the big disappointment perhaps and if you don't ask the why then you will continue to be disappointed but if you are if the children ask hmm why didn't that happen and they can go back to the rest oh i forgot the eggs so there's for me perhaps building a little bit of the building blocks of resilience is encouraging the children to ask hmm, why didn't that work same with science although of course with a lot of science experience of course initially of course as you're learning there are instructions on what to do uh, how to create your this and uh, pendulums and and all your um, bees or ants nests or bees bees nests or whatever uh, how to create crystals there there are instructions but then of course as you're creating as you're developing your skills you're de- you're creating something and you're going into the realm of mm, discovery and testing 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 and of course things don't always work but asking teaching the ch- children to ask why hasn't it worked how can i find out I'm just wondering if that's the beginning of a lightbulb moment for me in terms of building resilience in SA, Encouraging her to ask, "Hmm, I wonder why that didn't work." Oh, also, I wonder why that did work. But <laughs> that's not the That's not the disappointment. But of course, I think I'll leave that with you uh, for now. So uh, resilience has been a bit of a recurring theme in 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 our in our program in our show. But we haven't touched on it for quite some time. Uh, Resilience over the COVID is this lockdowns is really, really important. That's another issue altogether, of course, totally different issue. But resilience when you're testing things, when you're making things, when you're experiencing things, when you're doing things has to be something. Thanks very much for being with us. Look forward to being back with you again next Tuesday. Being a
1: dad, being a dad, being a dad. It takes time, give
0: them time, be For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.